Hello, and welcome to One World, One Health, where we take a look at some of the biggest problems facing our world. I'm Maggie Fox. This podcast is brought to you by the One Health Trust, with bite-sized insights into ways to help address challenges such as infectious diseases, climate change, and pollution. We take a One Health approach that recognizes that everything on this planet the animals, plants and people, and the climate and environment are all linked. We all know air pollution is bad. It killed or helped kill 6.7 million people in 2019, according to a commission sponsored by the Lancet Medical Journal. It helps drive climate change. It can cause cancer, heart disease, and worsen asthma. And now researchers say it can contribute to depression during and after pregnancy. In this episode, we're chatting with Dr. June Wu, a professor of environmental and occupational health at the University of California, Irvine, whose team has linked air pollution with pre- and postnatal depression. Dr. Wu, thanks so much for joining us. Thank you, Maggie. It's my pleasure to be here. Dr. Wu, you study environmental health as a big subject, tying in climate change, pollution, health disparities, and other factors. What are some of the surprising things you found? So one thing that really popped out is that multiple environmental stressors, such as air pollution, climate-sensitive exposures, such as heat, and also lack of green space, are associated with multiple pregnancy outcomes. And also, we found from multiple studies that more of the adverse impacts are found in the minority and disadvantaged populations. You've just been part of a team that found air pollution can be linked with depression during and after pregnancy. Can you tell us a little bit about what you found? So we've conducted a retrospective pregnancy cohort study with electronic medical record um, that were collected from our collaborators as Southern California Kaiser Permanente based on over 340,000 records of the pregnant women, we found that anti- and postpartum exposure to common air pollutants, such as ozone, particular matter, with aerodynamic diameter less than 10 micrometers or less than 2.5 micrometers, and those are very fine particles, as well as the constituents in the particles, such as organic matter and black carbons, were associated with increased risk of postpartum depression. We found that the risk of postpartum depression associated with air pollution exposure was higher among mothers 25 to 34 years of age, African-American or Hispanic mothers, mother with higher education, and mother with underweight conditions. What could cause this? How do you know that it's not just being depressed because you live in an area where there's a lot of pollution? The reason of why air pollution can cause depression, and in this case, the mothers uh, with newborns, it's unknown. But there are multiple mechanisms that can cause uh, such type of the association of air pollution and the depression we observed. So one of the reasons is that there could be oxidative stress that caused by air pollution and that further lead to inflammation. And inflammation started from the respiratory tract that leads to systemic inflammation and further that leads to the neuroinflammation. 
Breathing in air pollution activates the inflammation chain of actions. When air pollution enters into the body, our body initiates the immune responses, which leads to the production of cytokines and other molecules that produce inflammation in order to fight off the invader, in this case, air pollution. And also for the oxidative stress that can damage directly the neural cells in our body. And uh, there are other associated uh, potential mechanisms, such as the influence on our stress responsive systems from the air pollution. So in other words, what you're saying is the body sees the pollution as an invader and responds with these cytokines, which are like these little immune system soldiers that go on the attack, this can cause collateral damage in the form of the nerve cells. But also you're saying that some of the factors in the pollution could be directly damaging nerve cells, including in the brain? Yes. You also noted some interesting socioeconomic factors that might be surprising to some people that were linked with a higher risk of depression. Can you talk about those? There are multiple reasons why some of the lower socioeconomic populations experience a higher risk of environmental exposures. So people know this as double jeopardy or triple jeopardy of these populations. One is that those lower socioeconomic or minority populations, they may be bearing higher burden of environmental exposures. And not only from one stressor, such as air pollution, they may also be exposed to higher exposures to extreme heat and higher exposures due to the lack of green space and also some other environmental burdens. So overall, they have higher environmental stressor exposures due to multiple sources. And also, they may be more vulnerable to the exposure. Even with the same level of exposure, they're vulnerable because of the other factors. They may be more stressful and they may not have the good nutrition to fight off the potential adverse impact of environmental exposures. And also, they may not have the proper resources modified such as the exposure impacts. For instance, under the extreme heat conditions, those populations may not have the air conditioner at home or they even have that. They don't want to turn it on due to the electricity cost or that because of lack of green space, their neighborhood may be under a higher temperature locally than the other neighborhoods with more green space. So all of uh, these conditions cause the potential higher risk in this lower socioeconomic status of minority populations. And in our study, we found um, the high risk among mostly the African-American or Hispanic mothers. You also conversely found that kind of mothers who might be considered in the middle zone, what, 25 to 34 years old, and those with higher education were also at a higher risk. And to me, that was a little surprising. Yeah, that is a little surprising. So in our study, we found ozone is one of the major pollutants that is associated with adverse effect of air pollution. So we think that the location of where those mothers live play a, a critical role in how the pollutants have an impact. 
And those mothers with higher education and also in the middle zone of the age may live in the areas where you observe higher ozone exposure. And remind me what causes the ozone exposure. So ozone is a secondary air pollutant caused mainly by photochemistry. So that means ozone is not directly emitted by the combustion sources or the direct emission from industrial emissions, but rather formed through photochemistry. Therefore, it takes time for ozone to form. So you usually observe the higher ozone concentrations in the downwind area of the like big city、uh, where you have a lot of primary emissions. So in our case, we have higher ozone concentrations in the inland area in comparison to coastal areas. Let's talk about why pregnancy is such an important and vulnerable period in a woman's life. Why are we worried about women becoming depressed at that time? I think there are multiple reasons why pregnancy period is so important. The main reason is that pregnancy is a very sensitive period for both the fetus and the mother. And for the mother, they undergo many changes during the pregnancy. Those include the physiological changes to support fetal growth and development, and also changes in the maternal brain in preparation for the motherhood. There are a lot of changes related to stress, physiology, and immune function. And for the mother, there are also hormonal changes of pregnancy that is very dramatic, and the changes are very large in comparison to the other phase of lifespan for the mother during pregnancy. So, in addition to all of those physiological and maternal brain. Uh, changes. There are also lifetime change to have a baby, and their relationship with the family, the support, and also how to balance the work and、uh, the family and the newborn. All of this adds stress、um, to the pregnant women. And also importantly, is that the mother's condition can have directly impacted to the babies. So the depression among pregnant women has been found to be associated with preterm birth, low birth weight, and also other adverse outcomes in the babies. So these outcomes may not only be happening right after the delivery, but may also influence the babies throughout infancy and childhood, and likely into the adulthood. So the impact to the women and to the babies and also to the entire family is huge. I think our ultimate goal is to influence the policy. So in this case, we would want to first of all to advocate for the attention to the postpartum depression because this is an outcome that people do not pay much attention to. A lot of times, they pay attention to the physiological outcomes such as gestation, diabetes, hypertension during pregnancy, but depression among the pregnant women and postpartum women is so important. So we just want to call for more attention. 
attention to postpartum depression. And also in this case, the environmental influence on the postpartum depression. So we looked at air pollution in this paper. And earlier, we also published a paper on green space and postpartum depression. And we did find the beneficial association of green space with postpartum depression. So basically, we're saying, okay, air pollution is bad, but green space is good for the postpartum depression outcomes. So we would want to advocate for the communities to get more green space and um, to reduce air pollution. And how would this turn into the policies ultimately to reduce their pollution levels, for instance, EPA? The U.S. EPA is considering to lower down the fine particular matter standard. So definitely such type of evidences would support the you know, action to lower down the PM25 standard. Dr. Wu, thanks so much for spending some time with us. This has been very interesting. Thank you. Listeners, if you enjoyed this podcast, please share it. You can learn more about this podcast and other important topics at onehealthtrust.org. And let us know what else you'd like to hear about at OWOH at onehealthtrust.org. Thanks for joining us. Thank you for listening to One World, One Health, brought to you by the One Health Trust. I'm Ramanan Lakshminarayan, founder and president of the One Health Trust. You can subscribe to One World, One Health on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Follow us on social media at One Health Trust, one word, for updates on One World, One Health and the latest in research on One Health issues like drug resistance, disease spillovers, and the social determinants of health. Finally, please do consider donating to the One Health Trust to support this podcast and other initiatives and research that help us promote health and well-being worldwide. Until next time.